Hello, and welcome back to Integral Care's podcast. This is Integral. My name is Mary Pritchett, and I'm the marketing manager at Integral Care. Today, we're digging into the eventful first few months of Terrace at Oak Springs, a 50-unit permanent supportive housing community that helps people recover from mental illness and substance use disorder, as well as homelessness. Good morning. Can we give you all a program? Sure. Hi, Mr. Graham. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Exciting day, huh? Yeah. Very exciting. It's exciting. The big unveiling took place in September of 2019. Housing should be more than just walls, but the idea of creating a home. So we believe that the mailboxes that you see to my right is a symbol of individuals being able to receive their mail at their home. So if the speakers and some of the invited guests would join me over for the ribbon cutting, I'd like to um, have this close out this part of our program and then after the ribbon cutting, really invite each of you to join us for a tour of the building here. So thank you very much. You ready? cutting event was quite a celebration. It was a big day for Daryl and Cardona Byler, whose vision kick-started this project. I'm feeling uh, just full of emotions. The community has come together to develop the first housing first single site program in Central Texas. So we are making history today. We've never done anything like this before. Housing first is this idea that in order for someone to be stable and healthy, they need to have a roof over their head. That is the first intervention, the, 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 the primary intervention an individual experiencing homelessness should have. And then after that, we provide services and support them in their natural environment. We know that while you live on the streets, you can really do much other than take care of your basic needs. So by providing a home and then giving you that first step of stability we come around you and support you and love on you and care on you so you can um, feel better and start addressing other other needs in your life is a philosophy is a best practice one of the services terrace residents and other eligible community members have is the on-site integrated primary and mental health care clinic have you guys walked through the clinic yet or do you haven't walked through the clinic okay. yet there's like a wraparound nursing station and then we have um like our intake offices and then exams and idols on this side and where the prescribers will be what we're going to do next is we're going to go across the way and we're going to go into the residential side and that's where our partners are <laughs> so if you'll follow me this way, we're going this way. If you guys have any questions on the units, please let me know. Yeah, they're about 556 square feet right in that area, so very spacious. High ceilings. Um, the clients will get at the furniture that's included. Like any of the wood items, like this, are same. And that will be the bed too. Yeah, all of them have full size beds, and any of the wooden furniture here you see them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And all of the clients get the basic setup. If you look in the little cubby from Coco Bundle, so um, a lot of our donors helped us get enough to get people started. So they got sheets, pillows, lint, uh, towels, cutting boards, pots, pans, basic set of dishes, basic set of cups, basic set of silverware, dish towels, 
just like a, a basic starter kit. It's pretty cool. I like it. A lot more space than I thought originally, too. This is an exciting day, but honestly, I think that the most exciting part is here is yet to come. We are opening the, uh, the building for our neighbors, for our friends, our colleagues, and our, um, our allies to come and celebrate with us. But the real celebration really begins when we start moving people in. November and December were busy months, helping 50 individuals move in and adjust to life within four walls, life in a home. So here's a pen for you to sign with. It's official, you are a tenant. Welcome to Terrace. God bless you. Okay, Thank try you. your fob here. My mark. Okay. What am I in? 404. Here we go. Here we go. Can you imagine this feeling like home? Oh, not yet. Not yet. Honestly, that wasn't the answer I was expecting to hear as we walked into this man's spanking new apartment with a beautiful view of the nearby park. It took digging into his experience on the street to begin to understand his answer. My name is David Johnson. Everybody call me Jay Boogie because I play a boogie woogie rhythm type guitar. Now to play blues on the green. Boston City, let me down in my lifelong dream. Are you a veteran as well? Yeah. Tell Three me. years United States Army honorable discharge. Three years? Yeah, I wasn't a wartime veteran. They don't make me any less better. I spent two years in the coldest hell of my life grabbing beer Germany. Let me ask you this. How many months or years did you go without a home? I was homeless for four years. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not a drug addict. I've been on drugs at times. I could always walk away from it, you know. I never let it get a hold on me. When I was on the streets, I never... I never camped anywhere because people would find out where you're camping and they'd come rob you, you know. So where were you staying while you were homeless? Well, I just walked the streets, more or less. Where would you sleep? I didn't. I was on methamphetamine 75% of the time I was on the streets. You know, methamphetamine is a drug that keeps you from having to eat too much. It keeps you awake. It kept me from having to sleep letting people sneak up. It kept me from getting robbed most of the time. I was still surprised by David's lackluster response to his new home. I talked to Shauna Volpe, program manager for the Terrace, to better understand the huge transition from homeless to housed. What are some of the challenges you've seen individuals face moving from the street into a home. Most of the people who I know who camp outside or who are staying in a shelter are often um, doing so in a group of people or just in a situation where they're always surrounded by others. And so as exciting as it is to have your own door that you can lock and your own privacy, it also can feel really isolating. Um, 
just like, you know, if you haven't had a quiet moment in 20 years to shut your door and have like no noise and no sound and no one around you can be really scary and just a huge shift in what you're used to. They've been so used to uh, spending every minute of every day trying to survive and find their next meal and figure out, you know, how they're going to make it that once they don't have to do those things, they have to kind of figure out how to occupy their time and that can take some time. And it's very exciting that we have a peer support specialist here because she's really been helpful with that. She's been walking with people around the neighborhood and going to different meetings and things with them in the neighborhood. Um, we do help with like bus training and navigating those things, but um, even with all the support, it just takes a while to for people to adjust. I've just heard of an individual who, you know, was so used to sleeping on a cardboard box that once they got into shelter, they really were not ready to make that transition yet. Um, and so they slept outside on the cardboard box for a long time um, until they felt comfortable moving the box inside and they still slept on the box inside and kind of slowly but surely they were sleeping in a bed with the box um, until they just had a small piece of the box with them and were sleeping in a bed now. Um, and I don't know that individual, I wasn't there, but I'm not surprised to hear that story. I think that, um, you know, just recently I observed someone moved into housing and kind of um, right away they took their mattress off the bed. Um, they, you know, moved their furniture over, kind of turned it over in a way that I would never think to do. And really the way that they were setting up their apartment and hanging you know, sheets from the windows and from the ceiling really looked exactly like what their homeless camp looked like. And so um, when they moved in, we would have thought, oh, they're so excited for this bed or this, these new sheets and blankets and this dresser, um, but it just wasn't what they were used to. And so they, um, you know, that's their way of transitioning. It must be really important to just let people kind of transition at their own pace and sort of in their own person, be very person-centered about it, right? Yeah, um, I definitely think that's part of that housing first approach is that, you know, it is going to take people time to transition and we need to be as low barrier and as accepting as we can of those things. I think a lot of property managers might have walked into that apartment and been like, oh my gosh, this, you know, apartment is full of stuff and there's sheets hanging from the blinds and they're now broke or there's things hanging from the ceiling fan and that's not safe. Um, but we're luck lucky to have partnered with a great property manager who's been, you know, working with us to say, like, that's normal behavior and that's they're transitioning. And um, I think it's going to take time and that's OK. And we'll talk to them about, you know, how we can support them in that. Most of our work has really been um, helping the residents with the move in process and just helping them adjust to being into housing because it's a huge transition. As of today or the, tomorrow will be 12 residents and then as of the 23rd of December we will have all 50 moved in. Right now we are just in the throw of move-ins. We are doing um, four move-ins every day. So what's been the biggest challenge of getting everybody moved in? Well, I think a big part of it has been a lot of outreach and just finding people to get their leases signed. A lot of people kind of knew their leases were coming up, but just maybe they weren't in the place like we expected them to be when they were supposed to come in for their lease signings. Probably 99% of the people who live here don't have phones or didn't at move-in time, and so just locating them, especially because there were quite a few nights that were very cold, so maybe the people or where people usually slept, they weren't able to sleep those nights. So 
Um, we definitely had to work really hard to track people down. Um, a lot of, uh, we had a lease signing scheduled for certain days, but had to be really flexible in when people came in, just kind of like whenever you can find them, bring them in. A lot of locating people just to get them in um, and just helping people learn how to use all of the appliances in their apartments has been a big thing. Um, helping people figure out how to cook. Like we helped everyone get groceries, but um, there were still a lot of people saying like, I don't have any food because they bought food that they had never cooked before. Um, so a lot of hands-on skills training with that. Is that skills training, does it tend to be one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, so um, there are four rehabilitation specialists who work here. And um, so four rehabilitation specialists and one peer support specialist does give them um, kind of a lot of time to provide intensive services to people. So those are usually happening one-on-one. -on -one. And I think um, a unique thing about Terracet Oak Springs is that our offices are here. So we're regularly getting people come down here all the time. Like I'm in the middle of trying to cook a chicken breast and I realize I don't have the right pan. And so um, we're able to go right up there and help them in that moment. This was mid-November and I checked back in several weeks later to see how things had progressed. Tell me what's special about today. Yeah, so today we signed our 50th lease. So we are fully leased here at Terrace at Oak Springs. So um, given like the days that we were off for holidays and the weekends and things, we moved like 50 people in in like 20 days. So it has been a big feat and very exciting for everyone to be moved in and getting settled. How does it feel to have the 50th person in here? For me, it is definitely kind of a relief <laughs> to finally have all 50 in. Um, and then yeah, we've tried to already have some activities and things going on. Rockstar bagels, donated bagels. So we had kind of bagels and coffee this morning. A lot of the activities that we have hosted have provided like opportunities for social skills training in a group setting. And just having our community room has really provided a lot of opportunities for that. We have had some really great opportunities to partner with other agencies in the community. So a team at Uber um, came and did cookie decorating with all of the residents. I made a really diabetic-induced... <laughs> oh, no, right? I tell you what, you can get your sugar feel out of one bite a day, you know. Mm. Did you make this cookie? Yeah. See how effortlessly you're doing this? Like, it's nothing. She already posted that on her Instagram. Oh, she did? Yeah. I think she might go viral for it's over with. <laughs> My name is Michael Sanders, and we are with Uber. And we're all recruiters, so we recruit engineers for Uber. We were looking for a place to go that's special um, and do some volunteer work for the holidays. And so Shauna with Welcome Arms invited us. So we, we baked some fresh cookies and we are decorating cookies and giving away a lot of sugar for the holidays. <laughs> Terrace at Oak Springs has seen an overwhelmingly positive response from the community. Churches and local businesses wanting to get involved. And one way is that good old American pastime, bingo. G58. Bingo. There it is. Ah. Bingo. Oh, yeah. bingo. How popular is bingo? Very competitive and cheering people on. And we've gotten some really great donations from local businesses 
Alamo Draft House donated like 25 movie tickets that we gave away as prizes. The Baked Bear donated um, gift certificates for uh, ice cream sandwiches. We've also had um, Bird's Barbershop donated some free haircuts and another local salon donated a haircut and like a makeup makeover. So we've gotten some really great donations we've been able to give away as prizes. Yeah, our peer support specialist has really um, been taking and some of the rehabilitation specialists have taken most of the lead on building those relationships with local businesses. And so far the, um, they've been super receptive and uh, we've even get gotten some people who've you know, came one time to say, how can I help every month or what else can I do? Yeah, it seems like a lot of the partnerships that we've developed are gonna be ongoing and that's great to see. I'm just really excited that now we can focus on some of the things that we're maybe, you know, equally as passionate about, like building community here and um, fostering independence for the residents and just getting people acquainted to their neighborhood and um, to getting their apartments to really feel like a home. And now it was time to check in with David to see how he was making the adjustment. I found him in the community room. It's recording. Mm -hmm. Let's head up. So how you been doing? I've been great. How about you? I'm in there. Right. I like that walking stick. Yeah, I made that. You made it? Yeah. It's not just a walking stick. It's my best friend. Oh my gosh. David's apartment was the definition of homey. There were tapestries on the wall, a warm rug on the floor, perfectly made bed. There might as well have been homemade soup cooking on the stove. Tell me, give me a tour. Well, actually, I'm not going to sit down. I want a tour of this place. Okay. My living room, since I've got a couch, it's kitchen. Mm. I'm a good speaker for my music, and uh, in my closet. Yeah. Yeah. That must be nice to have a place to put your stuff. Yeah, you know, better than a backpack. And, uh, I try to keep clean house. So. You've got some good stuff in here. You've got a couch and the nice rugs. Yeah, uh, couch was furnished by the facility. And this rug was furnished by the facility. Uh, all this stuff came from my friends. Oh, your friends gave you this? Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. And one of them, Miss Dory, she came over and helped me hang them. And so tell me about this Christmas tree, when was the last time you had a Christmas tree? 1997. I didn't think about putting no star on top of it and the put Santa Claus hat up there. Wow, He's been pretty good to me this year. 97, that's 22 years. The first one I've ever put any ornaments on. How's the apartment feel now? A few weeks ago you said it didn't really feel it's like it. home. I love it. You know, uh, no more getting robbed. Today, yeah, right? no more getting robbed. Uh, don't have to no tolerate. No more having to like well, not sleep. Like, well, look yeah, at this. you've got like. A, Man, I've been sleeping. I sleep. I sleep on my couch now. Yeah, I sleep on my couch. 
you know, kind of miss companionship. So I just roll over and hug one of them big cushions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, this this place is great. After being homeless on the streets and going through what I went through, it's heavy. You look like you're about to cry. I'm proud to have a place where I can just be myself. David has a song he's written. It seems to me to represent the potential and all the possibilities when a person has the stability of a home. And David's got that now. The song is called Breaking New Ground. All I ever wanted to do was make a living doing what I love to do. Let's hear it. The song is called Breaking New Ground.
Thanks for joining me for this special look at the early stages of Austin's first Housing First community. We are so grateful to all of you who've made Terrace at Oak Springs a reality. Until next time, stay safe and healthy out there.